Welcome to the High Performance Insider, where you will learn how to manage your mind and master your life. I'm high performance coach Amanda Faust, and I've been a life coach for five years. And in the past few years, I noticed a pattern in my clientele. They were all high performers, hungry for the next level of growth. So I decided to get my certification from High Performance Institute. Since then, I have not only helped success-driven business owners to uplevel their own businesses, but I've done so with my own as well. To learn more about who I am and what I do, visit www.highperformanceinsider.com. Please note that not every topic I cover on this podcast is from the High Performance Institute. In the show notes of the High Performance Insider podcast, you can read whether or not the concepts discussed originated from my training or from my other trainings and certifications. On this podcast, you can expect to hear popular personal development topics covered and walk away feeling inspired to gain more clarity, increase productivity, and make more money as a result. You'll learn quickly that the more money part for me is because I believe that money in the hands of the right people can really impact the world for good. So that's one of the main reasons why I want to coach high-performing, success-driven people, so that they can earn more and widen their impact. This is Episode 7, The Undercover Enemy That's Keeping You From Success. Welcome, friends. Today I want to talk to you about one of my favorite books. I dare say it's one of the most powerful books I've read in my personal development journey. And I even have my clients read it during the coaching process. This book is called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. I really hope you've read it or at least add it to your list. But until then, I'm here to give you a summary and the important takeaways to help you uncover the enemy that's limiting your success. You see, this book reveals an enemy we all face, and it's called resistance. You know that thing that we can't seem to figure out, but it holds us back in every way? The second we think we have clarity, this invisible enemy comes and makes us feel doubtful, unsure, or worse yet, numb. Every single person faces this enemy called resistance, and most of the time, doesn't even recognize it. When I first read through the pages of the book, it was like I experienced freedom from viewing myself as the enemy to my life's progress, and I was able to shift my perspective to view resistance as the enemy instead. And when you stop looking at yourself as the enemy, you're able to move forward much easier. I don't know if you know much about the Enneagram, and I'm not going to spend too long on it here just in case you aren't sure what I'm talking about. But for those of you who are familiar with the Enneagram, here's a short story. After a few years of thinking I was a type 7, because that's how I show up in the world and I felt like I related to its description of being spontaneous and outgoing, I later discovered I was actually a type 4. I didn't realize it because I didn't fit the mold of the stereotypical 4. But not everyone fits the stereotypes of the Enneagram. The part that resonated the most with me when reading about the type 4 was that my biggest pain is thinking there's something missing inside of me. I'm always convinced that I won't be significant, my life won't matter until I find this missing piece of some sort. So, of course, I convince myself that I am the enemy to my success. I'm not good enough or whole enough or complete enough, so that means I must be the enemy, right? But here's the thing. When I'm showing up in the world as a healthy version of a type 4, someone who's inspired, creative, and able to bring transformation to both myself and those around me, then I don't really feel like the enemy anymore. And one of the ways I've found to make sure I am healthy and stay healthy is to recognize the true enemy to be resistance. Let me fill you in on what resistance is by sharing an excerpt from the book, The War of Art. I definitely recommend you grabbing the entire book, but this excerpt should at least help you understand resistance. Here we go. Most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance. 
Have you ever brought home a treadmill and let it gather dust in the attic? Ever quit a diet, a course of yoga meditation practice? Have you ever bailed out on a call to embark on a spiritual practice? Dedicated yourself to a humanitarian calling? Committed yourself to the service of others? Have you ever wanted to be a mother, a doctor, an advocate for the weak and helpless, to run for office, crusade for the planet, campaign for world peace, or to preserve the environment? Late at night, have you experienced a vision of the person you might become, the work you could accomplish, and realized who you are meant to be? Are you a writer who doesn't write, or a painter who doesn't paint, an entrepreneur who never starts a venture? Then you know what resistance is. Look in your heart. Unless I'm crazy, right now a still small voice is piping up telling you, as it has 10,000 times before, the calling that is yours and yours alone. You know it. No one has to tell you, and unless I'm crazy, you're no closer to taking action on it than you were yesterday or will be tomorrow. You think resistance isn't real? Resistance can bury you. Any act that rejects immediate gratification in favor of long-term growth, health, or integrity. Or expressed in another way, any act that derives from our higher nature instead of our lower. Any of these will elicit resistance. Resistance cannot be seen, touched, heard, or smelled, but it can be felt. We experience it as an energy field radiating from a work and potential. It's a repelling force. It's negative. Its aim is to shove us away, distract us, prevent us from doing our work. Resistance is not a peripheral opponent. Resistance arises from within. It is self-generated and self-perpetuated. Resistance is the enemy within. I know that not everyone who listens to this podcast is a Christ follower, but when I read this book, to me, resistance looked a lot like a tool that Satan uses. One way to distract me and pull me away from the work I do, especially anything that may share God's truth to the world. But the bottom line is that resistance is hurting us. What I loved about this book is that when I first read it, it was like resistance was no longer disguised because it had finally been brought to the light. I felt like I had these blinders come off my eyes and I was able to recognize the energy of resistance that so often surrounded me. And not only that, but I was able to recognize the role that I play in feeding this enemy. I remember having this client read this book and he said, wow, this book allowed everything we have worked on to finally make sense. I am not the problem, and I am capable of implementing change. Like me, for the longest time, he saw himself as the problem that was keeping him from making true change or pursuing what he wanted in life. So this realization helped him tackle that true enemy instead of himself. The end of that excerpt says how resistance is self-generating and self-perpetuated. This means we have power in feeding resistance. Once this recognition takes place, the next step is learning how to fight back. There have been so many times when I needed to do something but came up with a million excuses as to why I couldn't. Because resistance lies to us and tells us we can't, or not right now, or who am I to do this? In fact, the most important something is the more pull we have away from that something. Think about it. Like when your health is at its worst, you feel anything but motivated to get yourself in shape. You're not sitting there on the couch thinking about how unhealthy you are and thinking, man, I really want to go for a run. Or, how I'm really going to choose that salad instead of that unhealthy choice. No, it's really hard to do that. When an opportunity comes your way that is new and exciting, but also maybe risky, you come up with a million reasons why it's not the right time or maybe not the right opportunity for you. But now when I find myself falling into this trap, I stop and I face the resistance. And I support my clients while they face it as well. Want to know how resistance has impacted me the most? Well, it was through procrastination. 
Can anyone relate? I used to be a world-class procrastinator. I think I spent more nights in my first couple years of college pulling all-nighters and trying to cram in that studying than I did actually sleeping. But soon I realized that I was never getting things done to my highest potential because I wasn't giving myself the amount of time I needed to do my best. When you cram in your work, you are left with whatever amount of good you can do in a short amount of time instead of leaving yourself enough time to tweak the good and make it great. Just think about it for a second. If you're working on a project and you give yourself a week to do it, you can take breaks and come back to it with renewed creativity or maybe a brand new perspective. But when you cram your work in at the last minute, well, you get what you get. There's really no time for improvements. Here's another excerpt from the book about procrastination. Procrastination is the most common manifestation of resistance because it's the easiest to rationalize. We don't tell ourselves, I'm never going to write my symphony. Instead, we say, I'm going to write my symphony. I'm just going to start tomorrow. That's the end of the excerpt. <sighs> if that's not a relatable paragraph of text, I don't know what is. The I'll do it tomorrow phrase is so ingrained in all of us in one way or another. It's likely not a school project anymore in college like I was referring to earlier, as most of us are way past that. However, it can be in a life change that you want to make or a reconciliation that's been a long time coming, but you can just get to it tomorrow, right? Maybe it's getting healthy for the first time in a while or spending some one-on-one -on -one time with your spouse. Stop waiting for tomorrow, friends. It's not guaranteed and you're just feeding into that resistance. We tell ourselves, oh, I'm good because I follow my dreams. I'm on the journey towards following them right now. It's just, I'm gonna start tomorrow. <laughs> but that's letting resistance win. Stop self-identifying as a procrastinator and start doing something about it. Even when I was still technically a procrastinator, my first step was to just stop calling myself that. When I say that's what I am, then that's what I did. When I say I'm not a procrastinator and I'm an activator, then my brain wants to live up to that thought, and that was one of the first steps towards change for me. Acknowledge procrastination as a win for resistance and fight back. One way I fight back is by forcing myself to sit and write on the days when I don't feel inspired. One of my jobs, and many of you may not know this, is I run a writing business. It's called the Homegrown Writing Collective, and I have several clients and a few hired-on writers, and we write for these clients. It's a creative venture that I really love that I do alongside of my coaching business. And something that I need to do as a writer is to grow and become a better writer each and every day. So sure, I may not write the best content when I force myself to sit down and write on the days when I don't feel inspired, but it still exercises my writing muscles and no one has to read what I wrote on those days, which trust me, you don't want to. <laughs> but I still write daily because I know there is going to be one day where I do feel inspired and I'm not going to make an excuse that I'm too busy and let the idea pass because I'm in a habit of writing every day, so I will collect that idea. I'll be sitting down and writing on my best days as well as some of my worst days. Another way to fight resistance is to simply acknowledge its presence. Think about it. When there's a dark cloud hanging overhead but you never look up, you'll never be able to know to step out from under it. But when you recognize it and name it, you can finally walk away. You don't have to stand under it anymore. Learn to ask your resistance questions like, number one, what is it I'm trying to escape from? Maybe you're trying to escape from possible failure, or you are trying to escape from the discomfort you know you're going to feel. Recognize this. Number two, second question, 
What scares me about this? Ask yourself that. What scares me about this? This means going in deeper and naming exactly what you're afraid of. If it's discomfort, why? Why is that scary? Once you name it, it has less power. And the third question to ask yourself when facing resistance. Am I running to find comfort because I'm resisting something I should be doing instead? This is when you realize that comfort sometimes is the best friend to resistance. And you need to figure out what it is you need to be doing instead of sitting in the comfortable all the time. When you can answer these questions, you will learn more about what triggers the feeling of resistance inside of you and how to fight the war on resistance. Don't expect this enemy to go away completely, and honestly, once you tackle it one way, it sometimes redisguises itself. But what you can focus on is recognition and your response to resistance. You can take time to notice the enemy for what it is and to confidently move forward knowing you have control over your response. Remember, you're not alone in this. So as you practice the way you choose to face resistance, reach out. I'd love to support you on this journey. You can reach me at my email, which is amanda at highperformanceinsider.com. I'm cheering you on as you tackle the fight against resistance this week. Are you a success-driven business owner? Are you ready to make that next-level dream a reality? If so, it requires you to engage a next-level performance. So choose today to take the first step towards a life where you can have it all without feeling like you're losing yourself in the process. I would love to talk to you about my coaching services, so let's jump on a call together. Head to www.highperformanceinsider.com to schedule a call, and together we can set you up to reach your goals sooner than you ever thought possible.